Well, welcome back everyone to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm really excited I got my good friend Wade Harris here with me today. Oh, Corey, thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, man, it's going to be a thank good time. You. Hey, yes. we're continuing our series on spiritual warfare, and today we're talking specifically about how um, spiritual warfare happens in the church. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love for you just to introduce yourself to the, to the crowd that maybe hasn't met you before. Tell yeah. a little about who you are and why this topic matters to you. Sure. Uh, so I won't give you the 30 minute version of who I am. Uh, I give you the two minute. Two minute. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Everybody needs a two minute. Everybody needs a two minute. Yeah, I'm I'm Wade Harris. Uh, what I do here at Hope is uh, I'm a part of our digital discipleship team. Uh, it's a newly formed group. Uh, we're working on a mobile app and podcasts and a lot of other really cool stuff. And so it's an honor to be a part of this. Um, but uh, uh, prior to that, you know, I was in youth ministry here at Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the high school pastor at the Raleigh campus uh, for three and a half years and really had a great time there. And then even outside of Hope, uh, I'm very involved in the music industry. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm actually on Series XM every day, uh, do a radio show, uh, playing Christian rap and just trying to inspire and encourage people and, you know, trying to hope, hopefully bringing people together because music is one of those things that does that. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. So when you think about this whole topic of spiritual warfare in the church, I mean, one of the things that happens in spiritual warfare is it divides people. It does. It does. So why does this topic matter to you? Maybe how? what are some experiences you've seen um, that just shed light on this this dynamic? Yeah. So if I could be frank with you, Corey, like Mm -hmm. unity is one of the things that brought me to hope Mm -hmm. was seeing a church that really valued people of whatever background, race, economics coming together to worship God. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that's common in the kingdom, unfortunately, right? Um, you know, for years, there's the quote that goes around, Sunday is the most segregated day in America. And so, um, you know, it means a lot to me because uh, I've always, um, you know, wanted to be someone who brought people together mm-hmm. and was around that. Uh, I had an experience, man. I think one of the, the things, one of the, the time, early times in my life where I really remember feeling disunity and how hurtful and harmful it was. Uh, I was in high school. I was a freshman. You love this part, Corey. I was on a basketball team. Um, that was a few pounds ago, but I was on a basketball team. I want to see some highlight films of Wade here. I, I got you. 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 I was a pass first point guard, Corey. <laughs> Um, well, I was a shoot first guard, so there you go. We should have been teammates. We should have been teammates. But, um, but uh, I was in gym class, and um, I was one of the captains of the team, and one of the other captains was in gym with me. And so our basketball coach was the gym teacher, and he would always put us on opposite teams, even in gym class when we play against each other, mm-hmm. right? So we're going against each other. And, uh, you know, we're trash talking each other. And um, that day I was getting the best of him. And he got upset and he mm. called me the N-word. Mm. Right. And um, that had never happened to me before. And that was probably one of the most harmful, hurtful things mm. that happened in my life. And it was at that moment, though, that I really started to see what happens when people aren't unified. Mm. And this was a fellow Christian brother. Mm. Right. And so. Our expectations as believers is is very tough. Mm. Um, and he's a good dude. Like, yeah. I don't ill will against him, man. He's he's like an accountant doing really well. Mm. Great family man. Mm. Great in his community. You know what I mean? It was one moment. Yeah. But I think for us as believers, there's always going to be an expectation 
for people outside of the church that there's going to be some disunity. But inside the church, as believers, we have to fight for that. You know, regardless of how we've been raised and, you know, all of those different types of things, we have to fight for that kind of unity. Uh, because the truth of the matter is, when we get to heaven, there's going to be people of all races, all ethnicities, all economic backgrounds together worshiping Jesus. And all that all that other stuff that we say matters isn't really going to matter. Yeah. And so, you know, we just have to have yeah. to fight for it. I love that. That picture you brought up is actually from Revelation 7. Where yep. You get this picture of people from every tribe, tongue, mm -hmm. and nation gathered around the throne worshiping God. And it's a beautiful picture. And they, they bring their culture with them. Yep. The, be yep. the best of their culture is, is a part of who they are to mm -hmm. worship God. And mm -hmm. so we can value each other across our mm -hmm. differences and we become one in this new family of God. And one of the best things about being a part of the church is we get to give people a little picture of that Absolutely. now. And Absolutely. that's why Jesus prayed, let your kingdom come on earth as in heaven. Mm -hmm. He's divide. He's demolishing the dividing mm -hmm. walls between people. As we're reconciled to God, we become reconciled together. I think that's also why in John 17, Jesus prayed that his people be one. Yep. And he prayed that because he knew that would be a battle. Mm -hmm. And there's things that get mm -hmm. in the way that really do end up dividing people based yep. on maybe the, the natural way of the world. Mm -hmm. And so in your experience, how have you seen like people actually work through some of those divisions to experience that oneness? Um, yeah. Because I think we've all probably had moments where we've experienced the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And that's where the battle yep. is. I'm going to give you a couple. One mm -hmm. of them is something that you do every Sunday night, mm -hmm. right? So there's there's two things that I believe bring people together no matter what, mm -hmm. right? The first is music, mm -hmm. right? Everybody loves good music. It's one of those gifts that God has given the world that helps to bring people together, right? You go to a hip-hop concert, a jazz concert, a... Mm -hmm even a rock concert, depending on the band, you see a lot of different types of people in the audience from different backgrounds. And um, it's one of those things that brings people together. But the other thing is sports. Hmm. Every Sunday night, what are you a part of, Corey? You guys go play basketball at the Apex campus, and there's a whole bunch of different types of people that hmm. come to that thing. Hmm. And it brings people together. And so um, I, I think sometimes we have a tendency as people to just focus on our differences mm -hmm. and not the things that we enjoy and we like and that we have in common. And those two things have always been things that I've seen. Like I coach basketball, obviously I'm involved in the music industry. I see it bring people together. And I think what we need to get to, to the point as a church where our faith brings people together. Mm -hmm. And it's not a thing that's divisive because we've attached it to something else. Mm -hmm. We've attached it to a political ideology or we mm -hmm. attached it to something that uh, has nothing to do with the Lord. And it's yeah. like, if you look at Jesus's message, That's good. and I mean, you you referenced this, you know, you referenced the John 17, mm -hmm. the Revelation 7. Mm -hmm. We see it modeled on earth, Acts 2, yeah. the day of Pentecost. And then Peter goes out and he preaches that sermon. Yeah. Who was there? People from Every nation, yeah. no nation at the time. The there. church was multi-ethnic from the beginning. Come on, man. Yeah. From day one. And so mm -hmm. I think um, like, like when we bring all these other things into play, that's what is divisive. Mm -hmm. But the core of this, this message, 
Jesus came for all people. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, yo, if you got money, I'm a rock with Preach you. Preach on it. He didn't say, yo, if you are white, I'm a rock with you. He said, mm -hmm. no, no, no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what you've done. I've come that you might have life yeah. and be able to live it to the full. Yeah. Amen. That's a good word. And you know, my experience growing up, I remember I was thinking through this topic and you know, just my normal upbringing, I only saw white churches and black churches in the South. That's what most people see. And that That's was just a normal my upbringing. experience. <laughs> yeah. And so I grew up in Virginia and, yep. and, um, and then I was on a football team in college, you talk about sports and it was very diverse and yep. my friends were all different backgrounds. Yep. And then I got a chance to work with teenagers from all different socioeconomic mm -hmm. and ethnic backgrounds through Young Life. And I saw God bringing people together and the gospel yeah. doing that, breaking down walls. Because when you do see Jesus for who he really is, mm -hmm. you realize that everybody has the opportunity to belong. Yep, yep. And that what he asks us to do is to love each other across yeah. our differences. And so it brings us into relationship with people that we would never um, be in relationship with otherwise, that we might not grow up um, naturally connecting with. And mm -hmm. that's the thing that um, I've loved about Jesus is that he's given me a love for people of all different backgrounds. And mm. so I knew that I needed to go learn how to be a part of a more diverse church because sure. I wanted to see that. So when I was in um, seminary, I went to a church that had 84 different ethnicities. Mm. And I'd never seen anything mm. like that before. But I just, I remember hearing the pastor speak and talking about the diversity in the community. And it was so cool to see people literally from Every, all these different nations and cultures together worshiping Jesus. Um, but that came with some tensions because not only as human beings does sin naturally get in the way of unity, but sometimes our different cultural understandings can get in the way. Mm -hmm. um, and our upbringings, we can, we can rub each other the wrong way. So there is like a fight for unity that we have to Absolutely. work on. Absolutely. Um, so have you seen anything that beyond kind of sports and music, like just relationally, what, what makes a difference for you to trust someone from a different culture? And what have you seen works to try to heal some of the things that are divides between people naturally? I mean, we're like kind of coming off the heels of Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. the, I have mm -hmm. the dream speech and we're trying to live into that dream. So uh, what have you seen that's helpful yeah. that you encourage them with? Yeah, I think um, speaking of Martin Luther King, uh, mm. one of his contemporaries, she had a song called Respect, mm. R-E-S-B-E-C-T, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Aretha. Yeah, I, I think for a, a lot of us, um, that word respect often gets lost in the sauce. But um, when it comes to trusting people and just being able to connect with people, mm. um, respect is important because here's the thing, Corey, you and I may look differently. We may come from, you know, you come from Virginia. I, mm. I grew up in Ohio, right? Mm. Like we got differences right there off the bat. But I always respect your opinion mm -hmm. and you always respect mine. And so we're able to get along even when we don't agree. Right. Because we've had those times where we yeah. don't agree. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, I, I think a lot of it starts there. And so, um, you know, when you look at those times where there's no unity or there's a lack of unity or there's an issue, or there's a problem. A lot of it just mm -hmm. stems from do I actually respect the thoughts, the opinions, the ideas of someone who comes from a different background than me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't because um, we think, oh, I'm right because this is how I grew up or this is how someone taught me or this is, and this is like, well, just hear this other person out mm -hmm. because 
when there's a diverse set of opinions and thoughts and ideas, a lot of times that's where growth happens, mm. right? You get you get um, exposed to new things that you were not aware of in the past. Mm. And so that's one of the things that I just, I love about life, uh, that I love about our church, mm. um, that I love about the body of Christ is that it is so diverse. Mm. And you do get an opportunity to learn from different people and see different perspectives. Like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we look at this Bible and we say, man, it's a living word of God. Mm -hmm. You open this Bible and you start reading it and you take the gospels for instance. Those are literally four different perspectives mm -hmm. on the life of one man mm -hmm. who came and changed everything, right? Four different perspectives, four diverse perspectives. And when you read them, you see different things, different, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like Peter saw it this way. Um, yeah. And that, that was recorded in Luke's gospel. Uh, John saw it this way. Matthew saw it this way. Mark saw it this way. Even the very same story. They may use slightly different language or from a slightly different vantage point. Yeah. And that's where growth happens. And so um, I, I think a lot of it just, again, it gets back to, do you have a desire to hear diverse perspectives? Mm -hmm. And do you respect the thoughts and opinions of other people, mm -hmm. even when they don't align with yours? That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that takes humility. It does. To be a good does, listener, Corey. to be a learner. It does. Especially when there's situations that happen that you might not understand. It's great to approach people and say, what was your perspective mm -hmm. on that? Mm -hmm. um, I know mm -hmm. just to take it to, you know, a real issue that happened in, in, in recent history. I remember when a lot of the the racial injustice broke out during the pandemic and just getting to know your perspective and, and other friends of mine that um, are from a non-white background of just like, what was your, what was your experience with yeah. the police yeah. officers growing up? And like, I'm, cause my experience was so different than often many of my friends from the different backgrounds of mine. Can and, I, can uh, I say this? I don't, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. But that period of time opened my eyes up as well. Mm. So a lot of my white brothers and sisters would ask me questions. Wait, have you ever been pulled over by the mm. police? Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, why is it that it seems in your community you guys have a distrust for the police? Mm. So it was great to have those conversations. You know what I never asked? Mm. Why do you trust the police so much? Right? And so that educated me mm -hmm. to understand the other side of that. It's mm. like, well, man, I don't have any family members who are police mm -hmm. officers. So many of my friends here at Hope do, or they're police officers yeah. themselves, or their uncle, or their next door neighbors. Yeah. That's a whole different relationship. Mm -hmm. When you see the police like that every day, and you've yeah. never been pulled over just because, mm -hmm. hey, let me just figure out why you're in this neighborhood. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a different perspective. So I think sometimes, man, again, mm -hmm. that's a respect thing. Yeah. And... That has to go both ways. Yes. You know I, what I mean? I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And it, it's good to to be able to learn from each other yeah. and from each yes. other's experiences. Yes. And so to not assume that we know what the other person's experience is, yep. but to genuinely listen is one of the first steps to loving someone. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of the, the 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 parts of the great commandment that I think we miss is if we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbors ourselves, it actually starts with the idea of listening. Mm -hmm. Like we can't love God if mm -hmm. we don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. If we don't listen to his word and what he actually wants for us, how can we actually be in relationship with him that's based on love? That's good. And the same is true with our neighbor. If we don't mm -hmm. listen to our neighbor, 
I respect them, appreciate their experience. Even if we disagree, we can't really love them. And Mm -hmm. so that's something we need to model in the church, but often comes under attack. And I think you hit it on the head. When our allegiance is to something other than Jesus. There you go. That ends up crazy vision. Mm -hmm. But when we come under Jesus' authority and submit to him and we Mm -hmm. pursue his word as learners to be shaped by the authority of his word rather than our opinions and our backgrounds and perspectives, then we can find unity. Um, And that brings us to kind of the next topic around this battle within the church. So we were talking about this yesterday in this topic of deconstruction and how that's that's just become a part of our culture right now. And so how this for this might be a new idea to some of you. Some of you, you might be in like a period of deconstruction or, you know, it might be confused by that idea. But Mm -hmm. what what's your perspective on that? How have you experienced how deconstruction is? creating some battlegrounds within the church? Um, so I think what's been happening a lot is people have been deconstructing and then they've been making announcements, hey, I'm leaving Christianity. Mm. And then there's a whole thing that comes with that, particularly mm-hmm. when you are, you know, you've been a popular musician or, you know, a, a pastor or something like that, influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, that... Um, deconstruction in and of itself can be a very healthy thing. Mm. Uh, I actually think there's been periods of time in my life where I actually did deconstruct. I just didn't call it that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so really what it is, is you're asking healthy questions Mm. about what you believe about Christianity Mm -hmm. and verifying, is this actually true? Mm -hmm. Do I really understand um, the truth the way I think I do? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're doing it in a healthy way. I think if you're doing yeah. it within the context of, um, you know, biblical community, if you're doing mm-hmm. it in the context of uh, people who have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. um, who can who can help you really navigate these things, who aren't um, looking at things with a critical eye, because you have a lot of people who will say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll help you deconstruct. But everything that they're trying to do is turn you away Mm -hmm. from God's love for you. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, that's what it's about is embracing God's love and understanding his truths Mm -hmm. that are in this Bible. And so Mm -hmm. I think there there are a lot of things that, you know, depending on your denomination or, you know, your upbringing, you were taught or you assumed. And it's just like, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like there's there's things like that. I think it's healthy to say, okay, I don't think that's right. But let me ask someone who's a little more mature than me, a little older than me, a little wiser than me, who's been walking in this thing a little bit longer than I have to help me understand what the truth is mm-hmm. when it comes to whatever the issue is. And so, um, yeah, that's good. Some pastors have, um, you know, started to call that reconstruction. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to yeah. deconstruct so that you can eventually reconstruct, yeah. uh, which is a great concept. But Um, I think ultimately asking healthy questions, there's nothing wrong with that. The key is you got to do that within the context of community. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, if, you know, if if this is a ministry that you're connected to, Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you right now, this man right here is a great resource um, for that, you know, the small group leaders that Mm -hmm. we have here at this church that are part of young adult ministry, great resources for that. Um, staff members, like, man, come holler at me. Like, if you're struggling with something and you're like, yo, I like, and, and here's That's what great. I would, here's what I would do. Yeah. If I don't know, 
I'm gonna tell you I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. want to steer you in the wrong direction. Um, and it's not that I know everything, because I definitely don't. I'm still learning and growing myself every single day. But I would love to work with you and help you find out more uh, and help you, you know, figure out what the answer is. And I know Corey feels the same. Yeah, and I think some, sometimes uh, we end up deconstructing because we're hurt. Yes. And the answers that maybe we we thought we had from the Bible didn't help us in going through a difficult experience or uh, a painful situation. And mm-hmm. we weren't given the permission to deal with those negative feelings yeah. in the, the, the faith community we were a part of. And so then, like, your experience of pain and suffering or mm-hmm. disorientation mm-hmm. seems like it doesn't match with your faith when the biblical faith makes room for all of that. It makes room for our negative feelings, our questions, our doubts. Um, and the, like you said, the key is, you know, putting yourself in a place with people that can help you because the chances are the questions you're wrestling with or you're deconstructing, other people have wrestled with before. And can actually lead you to a stronger faith. I know I've been through my periods of wrestling with the ideas that I got that realizing actually that's not a, as biblical of an idea as I end up reconstructing. And so that process can be really healthy. It gets unhealthy where we get isolated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great encouragement you're giving, which kind of brings us back to the original point is like Satan ultimately wants to create division disunity, and then isolation where we're all on our own and we're not in relationship with the people that can love us and the God who ultimately loves us. And ultimately he wants to separate us from God for eternity. And there's this like big cosmic battle going on for our soul that gets played out um, in the little everyday interactions we have. And it's in the church where we can really fight for each other Mm -hmm. and we can fight for um, God's best for our lives and for the questions that we have to, to find better answers. And so we welcome those, those questions as you're in your process, wherever you are. Wade, I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom, your experience. Is there any final encouragement you want to give them as we're, we're wrapping up this session for today? Yeah, I think just in the essence of, of speaking about unity hmm. and community, right? I kind of rhymed. I, I didn't hey, do that on purpose, but you do that naturally. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's only one person in the history of the world who was designed to be able to do things alone. Mm-hmm. And that was Jesus. And he really didn't do things alone because mm-hmm. he is God, right? So he wasn't really apart from God. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, we have to rely on God. We mm-hmm. need each other. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage you, wherever you are in your journey, if you're deconstructing, um, if you're mm-hmm. wrestling through what unity looks like, uh, if you're wrestling through... Um, you know, anything else, do it in the context of community, mm-hmm. right? Um, you may not even be connected to this ministry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Maybe there's one in your city mm-hmm. that you can connect with, or there's some some people that you can get with. But the key is you want to do it within the context of community uh, because uh, the Bible says where there's, where there's unity, there's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you want to be a part of uh, you know, the energy, the challenge, the encouragement, all that comes with being in community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, listen, sometimes people tell you things in community that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's how we grow. That is how you grow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we want that. And so um, that would just be my encouragement for all of you who are listening today is just yeah, hop in some community, man. 
Mm-hmm. Hop in. So if, if you're in the triangle and you're not connected with young adult ministry, we want to welcome you. You're always welcome to be a part of what mm-hmm. we're doing. Um, you can find all the information at github.net slash young adult on the Instagram page. We, we try to uh, keep people updated with events and ways to get connected. We hope this podcast has been an encouragement to you. And my, my hope is that you're inspired to work through the battles that you're experiencing that get in the way of unity with people in your life. And you might be encouraged even to take a step of faith to, to reach out to someone who's from a different background than mm-hmm. you and get to know them and their perspective and to show them the love of Christ. And just know that this is a battle that we're in and the enemy is the one who wants to cause disunity and division, isolation. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is stronger than all of his attacks mm-hmm. and wants to build his church through the power of his love and the truth of his word. So Amen. thanks for your encouragement today. Hope this is encouragement to you all. Reach out if you need anything and we'll see you next time. Grace Take care. Peace.